good position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number. 256 of the Best Linux Games Podcast being recorded for you early this weekend uh, on Thursday, the 19th of September at 2153 hours. Let me get uh, for our SQL friends uh, 2019-09-19 uh, at 9.54 Pacific Coast Time, Left Coast Time, Coast with the most crack engineer, Ivor Molina is in fact back in the booth, and he's fired because he did not listen to me. We'll get to that in our top stories. But, uh, yeah. uh, Oh, he's holding up the whiskey sign. Lurching. Let's get straight to our top stories before we honor the whiskey sign. So, first of all, as alluded to on Friday the 13th, uh, Ivor had been building a resurrection machine to transform himself out of his phantasmic self back into corporeal form he's no longer a floating cloud of ectoplasm or whatever the fuck that shit was, now he's simply Ivor the Deathless Uh, he is undead he is twice as useless as he ever was and he is 50,000 he's eternally fired now Ivor, you are eternally fired Oh, it looked like he smiled while he held up the whiskey sign. Alright, so first, whiskey. Drink, 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 Mmm. Mmm. In somewhat less important news, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In somewhat infinitely more important news than Ivor's insane self-Frankenstein he's Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster I wonder what he would give himself as a name if he could probably Ivor Uh, but anyway in more important news many happy returns to the blessed union of friend of the show and great friend of mine Joe Jokimon Kendall uh, on his blessed union this weekend which is why we are recording early 
That and the fact that my motherboard is now really, really, really screaming constantly for hardcore replacement. Um, those two factors have conspired so that we are recording on Thursday. So if there are huge sales or whatever, we have a great show for you this week. I think it's a great show. Ivor may be undead, but he still knows the salt mines. Uh, and does not evidently know how to do a show rundown. Fucking Christ. But, uh, yeah, no, I'll be going out to Seattle to, uh, visit with compatriot Jojo Kimon and his bride-to-be and assorted friends and etc. I'm fucking super pumped to get the fuck out of Vegas and to see everybody and to be in the Pacific Northwest again, so super excited about that. And someone is renting me a car. Can you imagine the horror on this guy's face when I show up to pick up this car? It is going to be a priceless moment. And, uh, yeah. So, there you go. Um, now on to the stuff that, the superfluous stuff of absolutely zero import. You know, the things that have to do with Linux gaming and etc. More whiskey! Cheers to Joe Jokemon! Yes! Mmm. Delicious booze. Now, on with the new business. I think that's what they say in shareholder meetings. Mm. First off, in our top stories, th- many thanks go out to Blaster PR uh, from our Discord thread, our Discord channel, or whatever the fuck you call them. I don't even know what the fuck to call them. That's how. Oh boy. But Blaster PR, BPR. The big BPR <coughs> hit us with a uh, hit us with a uh, great piece of news this week that we discovered ourselves. I've been fucking slammed trying to finish this book, and I've been under the gun with work and et cetera, et cetera. So it's been very difficult to keep uh, things in sequential order, and my computer is fucking dying. So it's been. A really complicated fucking seven days uh, since we last met. But BPR hit us up with the great news that uh, there is currently a new uh, beta version of the Steam GUI. Um, And you can get that by just going to your settings and opting into the actual Steam beta itself. I don't personally like the new Steam beta GUI. So I, I've shifted back to the uh, old school and luckily nothing fucking works on my machine right now. So, <laughs> oh, the fun, the, uh, the fun, the children, the children, they're crying. Oh, I'm lying. I'm lying. That they cut me. Hit me with that, Ivor. Prove to me that you are still as inept as you always have been. Wait a minute. I'm blind. I'm blind. That thing cut me. Oh. Ain't that a man, Ivor? Good job. So, um, the new Steam Beta GUI, I don't like it, but you can opt in or out of it, like, at will. There is a corollary to this. It might be coincidental. It might have just been, you know, co- coincidence. Yeah, that's the definition. <laughs> that's a, oh, that is the definite article in terms of coincidence. What's the definition of coincidence? Coincidence. That's a tautology. Um, it might have been coincidental, but I don't re- I don't know. I'm not sure. And because I haven't had no I've had no time to really uh ugh, dive into like trying to debug it or get any sort of useful information out of it. Um coincidental to me switching to check out the new Steam beta GUI. It's not my cup of tea, but BPR loves it. It fixes a bunch of things, and we'll, we'll revisit this as soon as I add this cautionary note. It immediately after... Okay, so I, I launched the Steam GUI. It's a whole GUI for the client. It's a, it's a whole remake of the client. I don't like it. Um, it makes... Uh, for, it's, for my workflow, and like you have to remember that like this, for me, is a workflow. It's not just like playing whatever game I like. Like, I, like my Steam library is organized in a very specific way. 
uh, basically probably the same as you, probably the same as every other fucking listener of this show. Like, I like to keep my recents up top, and then I like to have, like, a sequential order of everything else that I've played, um, because I have to go back constantly and figure out, you know, oh, when, when, when did we last play this? Have we followed up on that? You know, blah, 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 blah. This is episode 256 of this fucking podcast. I have a very specific way. And we I have 1,389 fucking games now for Steam. It does not include any of my ROMs for RetroArch or anything like that. So, you know, this is one of those weird intersections where a friend of the show, Ad Knight, might say, oh, Squee being a contrarian again. I'm not a contrarian. I... I just have to report what I fucking see, and it's not for me. But Blaster BPR points out pointed out some uh, very good um, improvements, at least for he, the way he plays games. But he doesn't for 256 weeks in a row. He hasn't had to cover all of Linux gaming. Um, but the reason I don't, the reason why I will say go try this at your peril instead of go try this now and then just you know switch it back and reverse it is that for me the first game that I tried to launch under the Steam beta GUI uh, was Grand Theft Auto 5 Online and it broke it I don't know if it broke it I don't know if the Steam beta broke it but now it will not run even outside of the Steam beta thing so someone changed something and my guess is the only, because the only thing I changed on my system was switching to Steam Beta, the Steam Beta for the GUI. Um, I'm guessing that the two things might not be purely coincidental. It might not, not, might not just be random synchronicity that controls and runs the universe. So be wary of that. I'm, like I said, I have not had time to go and check out, uh, if that's, I have not had any time to fucking bug check it. I barely have time to record this fucking show. In fact, if we're not done in the next 45 minutes, if we're not done in the next, yeah, 45 minutes, I'm fucked. Got some problems going on here. So, but thanks to uh, BPR for pointing that out, uh, that it's now available. You can try it. Try it at your own risk. Um, Also, BPR and further Blaster PR related news motherfucker is now streaming on Twitch and he advertised inside of the Discord so I had to yell at him a little bit um, but I, I did tell him that, you know, ask me next time and I will, I'll add you can get to, he's uh, he now streams under L Linux Gamer, all one word, E-L-L-I-N-U-X-G-A-M-E-R I think that's his handle but I, I added a link to him in the uh, show blurb for this week's episode. Go check him out. He plays a lot of Minecraft. Um, it seems like he streams... Play. Uh, I know that he also plays a lot of Retro Arch. Um, I'm not sure if he streams in Spanish only or not. Um, his English is great. Like, if you've watched our Twitch stream, then you've heard him when we had the Retro Arch extravaganza. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, that's cool. Also, further props go out before we finish our top stories for this week. Go out to Bloody XDE, friend of the show for a long time, a very quiet friend of the show, fan of Volgar the Viking. I gotta see this motherfucker stream Volgar the Viking because every time, I, I don't know, maybe like over a year now, eighteen months now, almost any time that I ca- I've caught this cat online, he's been playing fucking Volgar the Viking, and we're talking like for hours and hours and hours not just like leaving it unattended, like he's obsessed with Volgar the Viking, and I want to see him live stream it, cause I love Volgar the Viking it's a fucking hard game um, and he's gotta be the best fucking Volgar the Viking uh, player in the history of the game at this point, point. I really want to see him live stream it so uh, from Bloody XDE and also from, uh Jeff Jeffy Wise, also friend of the show. Mother shit! Fuck! Fuck! Oh, God damn it. Our, we are cutting out. Like, I mean, we're having some serious problems, so we're, we're going to try to keep this as short as possible. In fact, we're going to bump our feature that we were planning. But anyway, um, Jeff Jeffy Wise and Bloody XTE, friends of the show both, uh, highlighted this week two very unusual developments in the 
fucking burgeoning, I mean, just unendingly burgeoning visual novel market for, like, video games in general, not necessarily specific to Linux. One is, Mein Fuhr is a wa- my, uh, is my wafu or whatever, waifu, wife for life or whatever the fuck, which is, like, a visual novel retelling the travails of uh, the ruling part of the Third fucking Reich, like the fucking hardcore Nazis on the eve of World War II as if they were all anime chicks. And it's a dating simulator. So if you're a fascist and you love the Nazis, then you need to stop listening to this fucking podcast and fucking... Oh boy. Anyway, I, I'm not a big fan of the Nazis. But this is this is just fucking insane. This is just crazy shit. I don't know if it's like reverse rate. Anyway, that, that project is being kickstarted. You can look it up. Um, I'm not going to even try to find the real name to report it to you. But if you go on the Discord, um, you can find a link to it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I have no fucking idea. But that's like that is the craziest visual novel date slash dating sim I've ever heard of. Like, yeah, like where does Goebbels fit into that? It's like they're all all the all the Hitlerian high command is converted into Japanese Japanese anime girls. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but that premise is somewhat irresistible to me in some ways. You can go Kickstarter fund that project by finding that link somewhere using your web browser. So get on your Bing, you know, Bing is the ultimate web browser in your uh, Microsoft Edge. Yeah. So go go check that out. But then, no! Not to be, not to be pissed on, Jeff Duffy Wise, coincidentally, synchronistically, this is like, those are our two Two words of the weekend, evidently. Hit me with a text message reminding me of something I had seen on MSNBC. Right now, there is a Colonel Sanders of Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is a fast food restaurant out here in in the wasteland of the USA, I guess. Um, for those of you who might be international listeners, um... I guess it's called KFC now. But in order to like buttress their <laughs> their piss flavored chicken, <laughs> not good chicken. The president loves it, which is a sure indication that it is not good chicken. They have launched their own dating sim where I guess you try to date Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the coincidence of these two stories occurring in one week forced me I had no I had no uh, I had no option I it forced me to put them both in one news item at, at our top stories so yeah we're gonna because we are cutting out we are lo- like I like I said literally our motherboard is frying we have overcurrent conditions on now it used to just be like two USB ports we're having them on multiple and right now if I turn on my sound on my speakers, you would be able hopefully you have not been able to hear it, you might have been able to hear it the whole time, I I doubt it though um my motherboard freak out in like the uh, user level world of fucking oh my god, a new thing's been connected, a new thing's been connected, a new thing, that sound effect keeps playing, you should see the fucking logs it looks like Vietnam it is questionable as to whether or not I'll be able to get back into my operating system uh, after my next restart which you know, it's a fragile system now (laughs) Jesus Christ I have to leave for fucking Seattle fucking tomorrow, so yeah, it's a lot of shit to handle so we're gonna try to keep this short um Let's see, Colonel, San- Colonel Sanders and Waifu Fuhrer. Uh, BPR streaming. Uh, we were going to have a full review of Super Mega Baseball 2. 
because uh, we're ready for doing that, but we'll see how that shit works out. And, uh, yeah, hit us with a new and noteworthy, Ivor. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. All right. Yeah, it's Olivia's new and noteworthy. One game that has escaped, I'm pretty sure it's escaped all attention or notice. Many things got to Dis4 from the Twitch stream who mentioned that he's, this is why he, he hasn't been playing so much Nova Drift anymore. More, which is our second new and noteworthy, by the way. Um, the, the Hitman reboot has experienced a sequel. Uh, I guess it was July 5th or somewhere early on in July of this year it came out with Hitman 2 which is a reboot uh, that it's not Hitman 2 Silent Assassin it's just called Hitman 2 I don't understand why the fuck these developers and these publishers can't fucking figure out that you know their backlist is what makes them money because like having every game like okay so like next week they'll come out with Hitman 2 again, for the third time, because the original Hitman 2 was Hitman 2 Silent Assassin. This is using the rebooted everything and the chapter-based, you know, blah, so it's like free-to-play, but it's also 60 bucks if you want to jump into it, but I personally like the simplified, um, the greatest game in the Hitman series is Hitman 2 Silent Assassin, although the Ave Maria of Absolution, that's like one of the greatest introductions and uh, by extension uh, trailer sequences for any video game ever made. So cool. <laughs> but um, and my favorite game of course in the Hitman thing is uh, Contracts or Blood. I can't remember which. I get them confused all the time. But Hitman 2 Silent Assassin is the only one. It took me three years to beat every mission in Hitman to Silent Assassin on Silent Assassin getting the Silent Assassin rating um, cause that was kind of before the internet and I didn't have a strategy guide and that's what you had to do, it was trial and error first year I didn't really play it um, over the next two years though my, my passion deepened into an obsession and I really like what they have done with the Hitman reboots they've simplified it so you don't have to have either on the one hand a strategy guide or on the other endless amounts of time and unending fucking patience uh, and willingness and capacity to explore via experimentation exclusively prior to getting, you know, your ultimate there's still enough of both of those elements it's like a perfect Venn diagram of both of those elements in the way that they rebooted, I have not played Hitman 2 yet but I wanted to make a note that it is out there a game that I played extensively, however, is now in experimental alpha. And if you've been following the Nova Drift um, Discord channel, you would have known this. The, uh, two weeks ago at PAX, uh, they uh, Jeffrey Nielsen unveiled uh, the first early experimental alpha of Nova Drift's upcoming new game mode, which is called Wild Metamorphosis, which adds... If you've not played Nova Drift, if you have no idea what what, what game it is, uh, I should probably paint a picture for you. Um, it's asteroids with um, super uh, neon, techno-esque things, but it's also a roguelike with an unbelievable tech tree so that, like, if if you could, like, create, like, if you could take, like, the normal blaster and, like, asteroids, like, the old-school asteroids, it's a, it's a top-down, it looks just like asteroids, but with color, and there's also asteroids in the game, too, and a huge variety of enemies, um, and bosses, and etc. Uh, if you could take asteroids, and then, like, add an upgrade system, and then make the upgrade system so deep and uh, well balanced and, and just really kind of close to perfect. It's, it's, sorry, we cut out again. He spent, Jeffrey Nielsen spent four years prior to early access working on Nova Drift. If you could take Asteroids and give it an upgrade system and make the upgrade system so um, deep 
and uh, cumulative as to transform the normal, like, asteroids blaster into, like, a screen-killing death ray of unthinkable proportions with auto-tracking rockets and etc, 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 That's what Nova Drift is. Well, Nova Drift this week uh, on the Discord, they gave out a password. I hope this is not spoiling the soup for anyone over at Comeric, which is Jeffrey Nielsen. I haven't asked them, but because they released the password there, if you own Nova Drift, go into your Steam library, click on the properties for Nova Drift, go to the betas, and, you know, the beta tab, you know, blah, and then where it says, like, enter a password or whatever, enter Oceanic Bacon. All lowercase, except for the B, all one word. Oceanic Bacon. O-C-E-A-N-I-C capital B A-C-O-N and then click OK and that'll, and then you have to switch over to the experimental alpha which now lets you play Wild Metamorphosis, which adds tons of new mods. No, not tons and tons, but the way I'll, I'll leave it to, Je- to Mr. Nielsen's own words um out of all the time that he's spent working on uh, Nova Drift, uh, the Wild Metamorphosis update that he's... The game is still in early access, by the way. That's why it's an experimental alpha that you need a password for. But he put it on the fucking Discord, so I figure I might as well share it with you guys. This is the biggest update that Nova Drift has ever had since its, you know, quote-unquote release in early access. And so he's looking for player feedback to ba- to help balance it out and everything. And I have a bunch of notes for him, which we'll have to wait till next week because I have no idea if this computer is going to last long enough for me to upload this episode. So, wanted to hit you with that. Now, our feature this week is not a feature, and we we're not going to even pause this to bring in the deals music. We're going to try to get out of here in the next fifteen minutes. Fuck it. I have our basin with the features. What do you think? Oh my god. It's Bolivians. Bolivians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. Bolivians! This is normally where we would talk about Super Mega Baseball 2 and the magnificent uh, pennant races that we've had. We've gone through uh, one and a half pennant races, but no. And we will not talk about the magnificent Spider Bears World Series victory that we had with Blaster PR. Everybody from the Discord uh, channel had their own custom players, and we won the World Series. But that's a different story altogether. Nope. Nope. We're not going to talk about that at all. Because even though we're ready for a full review of Super Mega Baseball 2, we only have time for the deals. And we'll do it with Sans Music. Why am I doing this? Because three of my favorite games, well, two and a half of my favorite games of the last, you know, many years are this weekend, now through September 26th, are on sale. And I'm sure you know what I'm about to say. Yes, my friends and neighbors, it is the Tomb Raider reboot. Now remember, for those of you who have not been operative listeners of this podcast for these many years, or who have not been fastidiously following us in our many, 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 many hundreds of Twitch stream broadcasts, and Twitch scream broadcasts and screamcasts and backlashes and gas baskets and etc. First rule is this. Remember, we raid the tombs to read the tomes. We don't raid the tomes to read the tombs. Now, you want a sobriety test you fucking unleash that on somebody. Tombs are grave sites. Tomes are books. One, they're homonyms. One has a B in it, 
The other one has an E in it. <laughs> so, you're a croft, baby. For those of you who have been reticent, who have been reluctant, who have been dragging your fucking... Ah, your stupid fucking heels! In spite of the fact that Feral Interactive has launched, has, you know, produced native ports of all but one of these, the Tomb Raider reboots, Tomb, not Tome, Tomb, we raid the tombs to read the tomes. We don't raid the tomes to read the tombs. That would make no fucking sense. You're a croft, baby. Starting with 2013's reboot of the entire Tomb Raider series. There we go. Oh, God. We're starting it all again. It's like the nightmare never ends. I thought we were done with this. Tomb Raider series rebooted in 2013 with the unspeakably magnificent one of the best adventure games I've ever played. It's up there with Prince of Persia Sands of Time, Prince of Persia Warrior Within. And Prince of Persia Warrior Warrior Within is probably my favorite adventure game of all time ever. Well, let me let me let me elucidate here because we ha- we have 10 more minutes. So, mm. Thank you, Ivor. He was holding up the whiskey sign. Wow. Hope he doesn't eat brains. So, 10,000 years ago, long before the darned man on this puny planet, there lived Sir Santa of Claus. No. A thousand years ago, you might want to get a sandwich for this. There was a game called Tomb Raider. And it was really fucking good. And I pirated it uh, off of Usenet. And, oh, damn! Was it good? It was fantastic. And it had this hot female protagonist who had a Kimbo, uh, she had dually pistols, Kimbo pistols, and wore short shorts and tits and a ponytail. And she was hot. And she was awesome. And she killed lots of wolves. That game was good. It was very good, actually. There were problems with it, though. Predominantly the fact that it relied on like absolutely illogical puzzles that made no fucking sense and physically, from a physics perspective, made zero fucking sense. Okay, so the Mayans oh, yeah, you know, it's it's common knowledge that the Mayans were able to lift three meter square or three meter cubed blocks of granite that's why they made this chessboard puzzle, and that's why you can move it. That's why you can move each three meter cubed, you know, blind to the proper position until you die of frustration. I hate pu- Sorry, we cut out there again. God damn it, I we gotta finish this! I hate puzzle games, and I hate puzzles. Why do I hate them? Well, it's not necessarily just that. It's that I hate being made aware of the fact that I'm playing a puzzle inside of an adventure game. But there was enough action to basically get me through that game. The sequel came out uh, a bunch of years later. I pirated it as well. And uh, I remember, and I've said this before on this show, I will never forget what one reviewer said. I think it was in uh, Computer Gaming uh, Monthly. I think it was in CGM. Uh, but it might have been Die Hard Game. I can't remember. It was still for the computer. It was still for the PC. And I pirated it still via Usenet. And it was even better than the original. It's called Tomb Raider 2, I think. But one reviewer which I never I never noticed this bit of copy until I was working on my book Blue Wizard is about to die many years later but one reviewer nailed the everything I mean it's great when you nail a review for like that year it's even better when you nail a review for the half decade it is amazing when you nail a review for 20 years where your copy is still as relevant 20 years later as it was the day it was and the piece of copy was I can shut the the story was uh, something about the preview of Tomb Raider 2 or like you know blah blah and they you know they they they'd had some uh uh they had a play session with it in in you know uh I can't remember who the fuck developed it it was either uh well, it doesn't matter 
they invited them in and they played it and this is months before months ahead of the release of the actual game and uh, he's like yeah you know even here though the performance is kind of psychotic it's you know sketchy even for being just you know like this preview um Lara has never Lara or Laura tomb or tome we may never know because in these new reboots they call her Laura sometimes in Lara other times people yell at me and I say the wrong name because but anyway the piece of copy was I shudder to think of all of the hundreds of hours spent programming to get her ponytail to render just so. And that was, I played some of that game. That game, the opening of that game was a lot of fun. The original sequel to the Tomb Raider um, franchise. But it had even more puzzles. And it was even more difficult, too. And it wasn't as good of a shooter or of an adventure game. And when I found that that copy uh, a bunch of years ago, I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Because, by the way, after Tomb Raider 2, I never played another Tomb Raider game. Because it was just like revulsion and disgust. Because it became more and more puzzly. And why do I hate puzzles? Because nothing breaks me out of the feeling of having an adventure. Which all games to me are adventure games. But nothing breaks me more instantaneously out of the sensation of having an adventure, of having an experience that is my character's, my my character is my proxy, my avatar. Nothing breaks me harder out of that experience of having, you know, like this narrative ambition or at least just a goal-oriented ambition, even if that goal is simply survive. Galaga, to me, is more um is more of an adventure game uh, than any of the Tomb Raider, like Tomb Raider 3 was nasty trash pirated it too, but I deleted it almost immediately because it was just like, oh god is everything bad about the previous two games just continuously amplified in my humble opinion other people love the franchises the franchise, that's okay but nothing breaks me out of the sensation of experiencing an adventure. Dun, 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 dun. Imagine, okay, here's 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 what I'm trying to say. Imagine if at the height of like the greatest adventure sequence, like in Indiana Jones, so it's like either the truck sequence or the minecart sequence, or um, uh, or the the oh yeah, the Batman, 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 Neil! <laughs> so the action we got cut off again. So the action sequence is about to explode like it's like reaching like unbelievable fever pitch of you know blah and the music is swaying dun, 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 dun. and then right before it gets the dun 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 it goes dun 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 dun, dun, dun. solve a puzzle. Fuck you fuck you and so I didn't play any of the Tomb Raider games. Remember, once again, we raid the tombs to read the tomes. Oh god, am I getting it backwards? More whiskey! Oh shit, we're running out of time. Now, it was one of the great luxuries of doing this podcast every week for fucking five goddamn years, and by the... No. Week after next will be our five-year anniversary, I think. It was October. Might have been September, actually. So this might be our five-year anniversary. But it doesn't matter. One of the luxuries of doing this podcast is I I have to play the games that are available for Linux. And so when the 2013 reboot of Tomb Raider Tomb, we raid the tombs to read the tomes, not raid the tomes to read the tombs. Because that would be insane. I was like, oh, whatever, you know, but it was Feral Interactive to the port and uh, that was like 2015, so that was like four years ago. That was early on in this show. I want to say, yeah, maybe four, three or four years ago. I had zero expectations because, you know, obviously they're going to have spent thousands of hours on her tits and her, you know, her hair and, you know, she's going to be this 
hyper girly, impossible contradiction, impossible self contradictory badass on one hand who is just like a little girl on the other, and and it's gonna make me angry, and then there's gonna be puzzles, right? But I had to play it because for the show. And you think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. It is one of the best games I've ever played. Ever. Period. And in terms of adventure games, it is up there with... It's in my top... It, it has to be in my top five. Like, just off the top of my head, it has to be in my top five, if not in my top three. That's hardcore. Probably top four would be better. Better compromise, because I need to make room for another one of the sequels of the rebooted franchise. So what's great about Tomb Raider? And that's the name of it. Just like Hitman 2 is not Hitman 2 Silent Assassin. Tomb Raider 2013. Right now, through September 26th, all of these are through September 26th, and you can get all three of these games now at unbelievable prices. But we'll start with Tomb Raider. 85% off. It is $2.99. And if you want one of the most exciting fucking unbelievable adventure games that you've ever played. Forget the fact that it's an origin story. Forget the fact that you will absolutely become one with Lara Croft. Lara Croft. Lara. Lara. Tomb. Tome. Oh, God. I'm blind. That thing cut me. Forgetting, Forgetting that fact. Forgetting the fact that visually it is fantastic. Forgetting the fact that you will perform sequences that make you feel like you are actually Indiana Jones and not someone who is like suddenly placed into the audience by a puzzle. Like imagine if like you're watching Indiana Jones and they're in the minecart sequence and the movie stops and everyone has to solve the puzzle that's about to come up. Kind of breaks a fucking mood, doesn't it? No more of that. Even better, it redeems the entire character and the franchise of Laura Croft, Lara Croft, Laura Croft, Tome, Tomb. From the very get-go, all I, and I'm not going to tell you anything about this game. But when I, after I got past the initial startup sequence, I beat in this game I, fuck, I I don't want to open up Steam right now because I'm afraid that, like, the whole fucking computer will crash I've, I've beaten this game, like eight times, ten times something like that um, in fact, the, one of the first ambitious streaming projects that I tried to do, this was on YouTube it wasn't live streaming, it was, I wanted to just put it all out there was, and I set up fucking bumper sequences for all of it, too, and we got about halfway through, was streaming with commentary all of Tomb Raider, the 2013 reboot. Which places you as a castaway on a desert, uh, not a desert island, a jungle island. Um... That has evidently seen its fair share of... Marooners, castaways, shipwrecks, plane crashes, etc. And you discover the horrible truth behind all of this stuff in a magnificent adventure with set pieces unlike anything anyone had ever designed prior to it. And that's almost fair to say, too. But it's really the, the play mechanics and everything else and the hardcore graphic violence and unremitting horror. So the one thing I will tell you about Tomb Raider, the, the reboot, is that I watched the introduction with some skepticism but then found myself getting really involved before the introduction was even over, the intro cinema. But the game had me within the next 45 seconds of playtime when Lara Croft Miss Tits and Ass Lara Croft, I have nothing against women by the way, it's not like, this is not like a sadistic monstrous, you know, I want to see you know, blah it's nothing like that when in the first 45 seconds of playing as Lara Croft, Laura, Lara Tomb, Tome, 
she gets nailed. They nail her so hard. They, I mean, like, it is, it is hardcore how hard they nail her. It, it was shocking to see in a video game. It wasn't shocking. I'm not just trying to play it up a little bit. If you played the game, then you're laughing along with me. But when they nail Lara Croft and her little fucking ponytails and her little tits, that they, <laughs> all that was expurgated, by the way, redacted by Ivor. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. This is disturbing. They're taking this character to places that I never, ever imagined. And then every setup for every thing, every area, every sequence, every technology upgrade, every play mechanic is completely different. Laura loves her bow now. Um, And believe me, you will too. Um, I'm going to link in the show blurb this week to a video that you must see of uh, me playing the game after the next game that we're going to talk about. We only have two more minutes. So, if you've not played Tomb Raider, the 2013 reboot, 85% off, $2.99. Now, let's say you have played that, but you haven't played the sequel, which is Rise of the Tomb Raider. This is the one where, with Endless mode, which is a survival mode that's programmatically generated in the Russian steps. It's my probably my favorite. If you could mash up the 2013 reboot with its sequel instead of the third game, then that would be the best adventure game I've ever played. I've spent my best time in adventure mode in the Russian steps was uh, 38 days, which no one had beaten by the time that I did it. And all that's live-streamed. It's all on Twitch. But Rise of the Tomb Raider Tomb Raider. We raid the tombs to read the tomes. We do not raid the tomes to read the tombs. Rise of the Tomb Raider the second game in the reboot franchise 85% off, $8.99. And then that leads us, of course, obviously, to the most visually stunning of these three games, last year's Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is 67% off. All of these are on these sale prices now through September 26th, $19.79. Even that game, as pernicious as it was in temperamental performance-wise... I don't recall playing a more beautiful game in the last five years than Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, if you want, look at my Steam profile. There's a picture underneath my content of my screenshots. I have a screenshot in there of one moment from early on in that game that is just spectacular. It is not as good as either of the two games prior to it from a gameplay perspective, plot perspective, or from uh, you're a Croft baby perspective, in my opinion. But it's still one hell of a ride, and you will love it. And that brings us to the end of the show. Cheers, thanks for watching. I will see you when I return from Seattle. Uh, yeah. There you go. That's the show. We're done. <laughs> Be sure to check out the show blurb for this week's episode where we will have, I will specifically link to the Twitch highlight. It might not even be Twitch. It might be actually uh, something that we upload to YouTube from Shadow of the Tomb Raider where I had this inspiration. It was the first time I had played it. And we're kind of nearing the end of the game. Don't worry, it's spoiler free. we're like very much nearing the end of the game and I had never played this sequence before and I was like wait a minute I don't care if this gets us banned everywhere I'm going to drop this in and I'm going to do this live and I did two versions of it you should see that video it will make you smile and give you a very good handle on what to expect from the third game the uh but the first game if you've not played Tomb Raider the 2013 reboot 
Now's the time. $2.99. Many happy returns to Joe Jogimont Kendall. Uh, many thanks to everybody for listening and uh, etc. I will see you hopefully on Monday or Tuesday on our Twitch stream. And check out Blaster BPR's L Linux Gamers uh, Twitch stream. Alright, get us out of here, Ivor! Brains! Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry. Four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. Hello, great justice.